in a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. It's Christmas Eve in LA, California. Is Daddy coming home soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. There is brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. And I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants. Think, damn it, think. Is to be a hero. Where's Alex? Black Tucker! Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? <laughs> job. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. He's inside? Who is he? Who are you then? You are most troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee guy, motherfucker. You just destroyed a building. And I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. From up here, that looks like you're in charge of Jack. He is alone, he is tired, and he hasn't seen this squad from anybody down here. Hey pal, how you feeling? The whole thing's being equal, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. He's an easy guy to like. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Cliff. <laughs> Bill Cliff. Oh, God, you want them, aren't you? Oh, no, please, no, don't kill me, please. <laughs> if you don't get it from that, you'll never will. Welcome back to Brother. Brother, your sanctuary for your 80s and 90s movie reviews. Nicky, what is in the VCR today? Oh, that is the best intro ever. Uh, Die Hard, nineteen eighty-eight. Brilliant, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, mate, unreal, classic. Unreal. Uh, two hours running time. Um, ah, is I watched it loads as a kid, and I had a PlayStation One game, um, Die Hard trilogy it was called, and oh my god, it was just the best game ever. I had everything. Um, I never seen that. Like, I never seen like Die Hard game. Die Hard trilogy was superb, mate. So you had Die Hard One. Which was like you obviously see the see John McClane running around, 
Die Hard 2 was it was a gun game mm-hmm. in an airport. So blah, 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 they like literally had to shoot the screen like Duck Hunt. Yeah. Uh, and Die Hard 3 was uh, in the taxi. Now with Samuel L. Jackson. He's talking about Die Hard 3 already. Aye. Uh, in the taxi was, was Samuel Oh, class. Aye, I think that's life. when they should have stopped Die Hard. But anyway, let's go Aye, back to but, Die Hard, the original. But, but it, was, it, was just, it was clever how they had like three different types of games. You had the car game, you had the gun game, and you had the kind of like role the like RPG style game like superb mate anyway oh, I'll have to, have, I... I'll have to have a look at them um Class. so die hard obviously Bruce Willis is the main actor aye aye Bruce Willis um done loads since then I mean he did a bit beforehand but um so a bit of background obviously Bruce Willis this was his first action role aye so before that he was famous for moonlighting Aye, like a TV show. It was a TV show with a lass called Sybil Shepherd in it. Aye. Um, she's pretty lass, blonde. I'm not sure she was a lemon, maybe. <laughs> Apologies to all the lemons out there. Um, 2021, you can't say that. No, no, you know. But, uh, she's done loads of when she said Sybil Shepherd. And she didn't like it season two when it was becoming all of Bruce. He's a good looking bloke. Aye. He was getting more attention. Aye, then he got his own movie with Kim Basinger called Blind Date. I thought it was shy there. I went for it on VHS. Never? Aye. It was an Ari watch. I didn't mind it. Um, was it a chick flick? Uh, I don't know. I'll let everyone else. We can put that as a, a poll. Blind date, like a chick <laughs> flick. I'll watch Aye, it. We'll, we'll, we'll have a post-podcast poll. Aye. But, um, so originally he wasn't like, he wasn't number one choice for this role. Aye, I've seen this because it an act, well, it's an action film in the 80s. Like, you're going to have your go-to guys, aren't you? Well, they did. They had what that Arnie even lined up. Aye, I think we're still on one or not. Possibly, probably he must have been. I mean, Harrison Ford. I'm Harrison sure there was. Ford, there was. There was a few different people. But the funny thing is, though, it's like when you sit, when you hear things like that or read things like that, it may, it immediately makes you think of the role. Like there's no Arnie just couldn't have played John McClane for who because, we know now. Bruce Willis yeah. plays John McClane. Yeah, um, um, but he's got that kind of like sarcastic New York cop. Kind of like, do you know what I mean? Like, banter. Humour eye, banter eye. But ironically, they didn't want that in the original screenplay. Wait, which is berserking it, because it makes it for me. So the original film write-up was a film called Nothing Lasts Forever. Nothing Lasts Forever, aye. So, so it was made that long ago and written that they actually wanted Frank Sinatra to play the part. That's berserking it. But when eventually it came to play and they got the rights and someone took over it, etc., like he was just far too old, and he Aye. he rightfully passed on it. <laughs> Imagine Frank Sinatra doing it, like so fucking berserk again. I'm sure I put my notes somewhere about who wrote the book, but I must have took it out. So Bruce Willis basically gets the part. Aye, but when I, when the trailer was shown in the cinema, it, it got laughed. It got laughed at. It's it's because he just had that film. What did you say it was called? Blind. No, he was doing Moonlighting. Aye, but did he, he had TV a film, he had a film that was shite, wasn't he? Oh no no yeah you no know, there was a film trust us not it was a it was Blind Date which was all right but then there was another one that no one really watched Aye. set in like the olden times so it, it, it's one of them like put yourself like imagine like you you watch a sh- like Moonlighting yeah you've got some f- smarmy like guy in it who has nothing action about him he does a couple of shit films again nothing action about him and then all of a sudden you try to post him as the main character in an action movie well, you're all gonna kind of laugh it off. The, well, John McTiernan, who's the director of this, who's responsible for, like, Predator, 
Aye. Which is that, unreal. That's actually Hero. He's, he, he was directed as well. I thought that was, uh, was brilliant. But oh, he didn't he, want Die Hard, did he? Like, he got, he got asked loads of times. Aye, he kept he kept knocking it back. Because it was all about terrorists and he didn't like that. Yeah. It, it, it's a very, like, overdone thing as well, to be fair. Yeah. I love, though, I love how they kept, like, Adam, 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 I get it. Aye. So there was an original screenwriter who, like, took over it. Um... And I can't, he, I'm sure he had no humour in for Bruce Willis. Ah, that was right, that Because is. John McTiernan had given the nod to say, like, him being a jackass, it'll not work in Die Hard. Well, it, it, well yeah. Because one of them as well, though, isn't it? Because obviously a lot of the action films in the 80s, they weren't, like, humorous. They either had the little lines, like Arnie and Running Man had loads of little one-liners after he'd kill someone or whatever, but he wasn't humorous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that, so that was, like, I wouldn't say relatively unknown. There are films where it has happened, but... Um, you can see why it wasn't originally like written in that way. Well, it, the the guy who like took over Die Hard and that, it had more or less like wrote a good new story, if you will, of Nothing right. Lasts Forever. Yeah. Because Nothing Lasts Forever was supposed to be a guy who, at the end of the film, drops his daughter off the his daughter, I, I, which is try to save his daughter and couldn't. Aye, so that got changed, but that guy got sucked. If you aye, remember, because, aye, because he couldn't write fucking humor. Aye, so they got this guy in who was like class. He was giving like Bruce Willis a couple of one-liners. Aye, and Bruce Willis like said, "Why isn't there more of this in the script? Um, like put more in. I, I want to do it." So it sounds like Bruce Willis, who was relatively inexperienced in reference to action movies, still had a good eye for what would make the film better in that respect. Like he was saying, like, look. Hoy a bit more of this in because I can make it work. Aye, definitely. Which is which is class from him and like showing confidence like that, like mm-hmm. really good. Well, this was a risk for him taking that diehard film, and his agent knew this, so he negotiated. I don't know if he got five million five for million. making it. Aye, five million. Which dollars. was the most Aye. highly paid actor. That is crazy. Because it was a make or break for his career. Aye. Uh, so much so that I didn't want him that he got took off the post at one point. That's, that's mad, that is. Aye, and it was just oh, the knock, and it was just the Nakatomi Plaza. Well, we've we've just released um, the new B two B logo, and I nearly got you took off that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's you, Arnie, sitting on the other car. Thanks. What happened? There's you all called you in the boot and the kit. Uh, like, what? <laughs> and he messaged Flora like, "Look, just a favour, Flora. Just take, take, take call out." <laughs> I I think it's Gantrum. He did his. You know, worst episode ever, he man, and he's still fucking here. Fucking hell, that was that. It's funny how the film bomb. I don't know what was worse, the, the, the podcast on the new cover with, with, with Nicky's bracket on he man. Harry, man, Harry. Harry ah, I'm get only it. joking. But it's no Leon. Was it? Leon. 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 <laughs> I love that at the start of that one. Leon. <laughs> you know where? Leon. That's brilliant. Fucking get in. But, um,. Should we give Flora a shout out now while we're talking about Aye, so obviously a last called Flora Bell. Flora Bell, yeah. Responsible for our B2B logo. Um, she was patient with us because we did give her a lot of change. More so you. Give her like- <laughs> more so me. But yeah, I missed that outfit change. Aye. <laughs> and I... Is me? Can you make me more bland, please? Like, stop making us like look extravagant. Like, I want to look boring, black. Look okay, at that. Was funny as that. You thought you had stars in the eyes for a second. I think like, like floor I'm going to be. Class. Brilliant. I but... just love Kit. Like that's why. Aye, but I. To be fair, she was. Um, anyone out there? Go and go and check her out. Flora Bell ninety five. I believe the handle is. Aye. 
Like, be patient. I will tweet there a few times so you can easily find her via our our Twitter. Um, but we're over the moon with our beta. Oh, 100%, over. mate. 100%. Um, our, our prices were, were good, I thought. We were happy to pay it, especially for like what we've got at the end. Easy on Su- the eye. What? Superb. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> nah, uh, she is. Check her out. Aye, 100%. Thank you very much, Flora, for that. Appreciate it. Right, but a die hard. So, the synopsis. John McClane, he's a New York cop. Yeah. He's obviously, he's going to visit his wife, yeah. who previously had went to start a new life in California. Oh, had she? No, more than I think about. Aye, aye, because the kids are there in California as well. Aye. Um, she'd obviously moved there. That's what that... And what was interesting, like, McLean says this to, um, there was that Devereaux kid. Argyle. Argyle later on, like, saying he couldn't just up and leave. He had a lot of cases still aye. open in that. Well, that's it. He's, he's, been, he's been doing the job for, what, th- what did he say, 13 years? Aye, so he's going to spend Christmas with his years. wife. Aye. That's Basically. like the basis storyline. And, 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 and his family, aye. In California. So um, IMDB has got the synopsis as an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Class. What a what a way to go. Like, he's going back to see his, his wife and he's meeting at the Christmas party. Ah, unreal. It's, it's funny though, isn't it? Because obviously, like, she, she doesn't want him there. But um, I was just saying, Mister Nakatomi there, like that was his name, uh, Tagaji, whatever his name is. Um, Aye, but the film, op- the, 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 the film opens up with like him on a plane Aye. flying to California. Aye, that's right. Aye, it's funny because what was what they like, what now that guy oh, right, says I, about rubbing your feet into the car. Uh, like, I, I know. I missed that at the start. I wasn't sure if like John was saying like John, as if he was saying like oh like my feet are killing a bit. And he was like oh if you just put them into a fist Aye, on the on, floor on a carpet. Because when he's in the hotel later on, he's like son of a bitch. Aye, does it? And I was I was thinking like I've never had issues with my feet where I f- felt like I need to like rub them into a carpet. I think it's a case sometimes when your feet are flat. It's fasciitis, you get fasciitis. Aye, but well, I don't know. But my pay grade, mate. I'm just a podcast maker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's when you when your feet have been like like just straight for so long. Uh, do, you, do you take your shoes off on a plane? Are you a shoes off guy? And socks. And socks. No, I'm joking. Like no, Christ. Uh, you need to take your shoes off though. No, I keep them on. Oh, do you? Oh, and you're probably like. Oh, I make myself. A you're like deal off um, plane shoes and automobiles. <laughs> get like feet off and get, <laughs> feet off. <laughs> you know, like socks off and like. <laughs> Oh, dogs are barking. <laughs> well, to be fair, mate, I'm flying to Florida normally, so I'm on a nine-hour flight, so... <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not fucking flying to fucking Grand Canary like you, you know what I mean? Fucking oh, half, eh? I'll just... The silence from me was just eyes closed while he was just talking shite about Florida. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Nicky does love Florida. He's a fan of it. Aye. Um, but, um, so what I was going to say is, just going back to the film that we're supposed to be talking about... Uh, it's funny how, it, it, again, like it's Sign of the Times. I love talking about the Sign of the Times when we're doing these films. I'm sure that's a Harry Styles song, but okay. <laughs> Harry Styles? Harry Styles. Oh, no, I shouldn't know that. Like, sign of the Times. This is why I want you off the poster. So, okay. <laughs> John McClane. No, fucking Harry Styles, fucking the family wrecker or whatever. <laughs> Home wrecker. He has a gun in, it, in his holster on the plane. Oh, I've seen that. And I's a cop and that. I don't know if cop are allowed to do it now. They might be, to be fair, I don't know. I think air marshals are allowed. Ah, that's it. I air marshal, but cop obviously aren't, I think. McLean's like, relax. Aye. I'm a cop. Yeah. But I just, I, I love little little things that, just like, like you say. He's carried a big bear as well, isn't he? He's carrying like a big bear for his daughter. For his, aye, for the bear. Because he's got two kids. Aye, he does have two kids. One girl, one, one boy. I think so. 
One of the, I wouldn't go for the lad. Good. <laughs> the gun was for the lad. <laughs> Class. Um, yeah, so that's obviously when it flicks to... Where not, he's in the airport and he, he meets... Um, Argyle. Argyle, it's like sort of... Young African-American man. and uh, What is he? What is he? Oh, yeah, young African-American. Young African-American. Yeah, it's his first day on the job. Like, doing the, the, first day on the job. Like, driving limos. And he's like, kind of job, that what is McLean there? He says something like, oh, it's okay, it's my first... Time in a limo. Aye, class. Aye. That is brilliant. Which which he shows as well, because when, when it gets to him actually in the limo, he sits up front like he's in a taxi. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I, lo- I love that. personal questions as well. And he Aye. I love that, how he, did, like, he didn't sit in the back like and enjoy the fact that... What's his devil's character name? Argyle. Argyle, aye. Aye. He didn't sit in the back and just enjoy the limo and that. He just sat up front like, like a blouk. Aye, aye. Like, I'm not here to get like be like amongst all the. Aye, I love that. Aye, hundred percent. Um, obviously while that's going on, it shows you that there's obviously a Christmas party going on at the, at the Nakatomi Corporation. Aye, and his wife's like a bit of a workaholic, isn't she? Aye, she won't clock out. Everyone's having a party. Similar to like Bill Murray and um, Scrooge. Scrooge. Aye, aye he doesn't nice. want to take a break. That's a sick reference. I like that. Aye, aye. So everyone's doing X, Y, and Z like at the party, and she's still fucking cracking on with a file and all that kind of stuff. I like that, like... I think you see that, what's his name as well? A, a glimpse... What's he called? Ellis. Ellis. Oh, he's, he's a character. He's a scumbag, him, like... Uh, right, because... He, like, tries to tell, like, whatever, well, I'm the problem, uh, he's, like, say, he, he says to, um... What's her name? The wifey. Or not, does she Holly. not... Does she... Is, when you first see Ellis, this is a guy who works with uh, John McLean's wife. Wife, aye. Like, she, she walks back into her office. Holly, yeah? Holly, aye. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking of someone who won't call Holly. Um, and she sees him like sniffing on the on the desk. That's a bit later. White but, Christmas. Aye, uh, yeah, but he just fucking sniff lines on the desk. As well, <laughs> like, but, he like she's. Ah, uh, he does. He does. Uh, he's gone back. It's a social drug. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. Wait, on the scene that we're on about, at the, when she's still fucking crap, like grafting and that, um, he's all about the watch he bought her. Remember he's tabled the f- uh, oh I sure a Rolex now this kind of stuff that one he's a but he's a total scumbag he's obviously trying to get something from her, isn't he like, that's, that's the impression I got I thought he's trying to get a bit of Holly him like yeah. that was the impression I got um, but that's when she phones her kids she yes. probably goes to her office she phones she phones the well the maid sorry but the daughter the kids aye and that's when it shows you like that she's obviously John McLean's wife because there's a picture of. The two Her, of them and the and kids, McLean. and, and um, she it, puts it down, doesn't she? I she puts a picture down, and she also tells the maid to make up the spare room. I know. So I, I think they've done that on purpose to kind of paint the picture. It's love here at the minute. Aye, they're not in a good place. He lives in New York. She lives in California. They're obviously going through some shit. Aye. Um, but that's when she says on the phone to her kids as well. Well, sorry what? to interrupt. This is the the, this, the the premises. I don't think that's the correct word at all. Aye. Um of the whole film is about a guy <laughs> who has an argument with his wife. Ah, yes, aye. Like, do you know what I mean? Aye. Or because the original the guy, guy who wrote, wrote the it. script aye. had an argument with his wife and went out in his car and then there was like a box on the motorway. He thought he was going to die. There's so, a Tory going off <laughs> fucking script. But, uh, like, aye. I think aye. Like, that's how he came about because he, he he had a Barney with his missus. Thought he was going to die. He thought, if I just apologised to her because I was in the wrong anyway, like, none of that would have happened and I would have ne- not nearly potentially died. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got the fucking idea from. Basically, if he had it, if if Bruce, if Bruce, sorry, John McLean, just mans up and apologises or whatever, then 
he wouldn't be living in New York and she wouldn't be living across the country. And right now, I feel like we, we, you ever seen Ant Man with John, where Paul, oh, John yeah. Rudd, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, where he starts talking, it's like animated, and he goes, So this is what happened, right? John got on the plane, da, 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 da. he flew to um, California, met him, um, what's he called? Argyle. Argyle. Goes to the Nakatomi Plaza, and then this yeah. is where we are. Aye. So Nakatomi Plaza is this nice big building. Uh, the Fox Towers. Aye. It's like a, is it Japanese? Like, Nakatomi, I, I believe so. Aye. Corporation. And when obviously John McClane's checking in, um, the guy says, "Oh, just check in, like on your on your wife's name or something." Ah, that's and he looks right, for McClane, oh, but it's Gerano. Gerano. That would have hurt. It was. Ah, it was Holly Gerano. Uh, Gennaro. Gennaro. Aye. Ah, Holly Gennaro. This that would have hurt that like Gennaro. Anyway, Gennaro. Aye, would have hurt that like Gennaro. <laughs> just quickly though, because she was on the phone. As I was saying before, we interrupted us. Uh, she was on. The- just on the phone, my mate, uh, I made a daughter, and then she said to my daughter, I had no snooping for presents. And I thought that again, like, it doesn't happen much now, or it doesn't in my house anyway. I don't know if it does in other people's houses with kids. Nicky, you're the biggest snoop I know. You've got, like, single child syndrome, <laughs> even though you've got a sister. <laughs> you know, I have nah. a snoop. I've always said, like, you've got Godfrey syndrome, which is, like, someone made me brother know. Godfrey. Who, like, just spoiled Name's brat. a kid, Godfrey. <laughs> Eddie Godfrey's listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eddie Godfrey's listening. Okay, now Godfrey. Godfrey you know has I mean, unfollowed though? you. When I heard it, I thought, eh, like, like obviously my bands never, never snooped for presents that I'm aware of. Do you know what I mean? Because they're convinced. Well, because they're convinced it's from Santa, so they don't think there'd be anything to snoop for. It's coming from the North Pole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I thought, like, it's funny that, like, I don't know because I used to snoop for presents when I was a kid, even though I still thought Santa was real. So I thought, eh, it's funny that. And uh so that's why I made like a note of it and I like kind of bring it up. Do you ever snoop for presents? Never. Never? Nah, eh, probably once. I can't remember if I found them. My I've, memory's terrible. I've already told the story about when I snooped for presents in the Ghostbusters uh, podcast. Go check that out if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. And I found the Ghostbusters helicopter, played with it, broke it. Took it downstairs, we mapped it fix, and she was raging that I was playing with it in the first place. I remember, I remember once actually, I was snooping for presents. So I was bit- Elaine, I blame you. You should have checked this like, a long time ago. <laughs> leave, leave my mum alone. I remember years ago, I was a bit older, so I knew like Santa like wasn't real. Spoiler alert, sorry guys. Um, and I was snooping, I was snooping for for presents at Christmas, and I opened me mum's wardrobe. I don't know if my mum, I don't know if my mum knows this. Opened my mum's wardrobe, but I, I, I didn't say anything. My kid caught us. She went, oh, you spoiled Christmas for yourself, have you? I went, I went, no, because I hadn't seen that. And then she opened it, she went, so you didn't just see that phone up there? And she pointed out a, a, a Nokia phone, 3310. I hadn't seen it. Oh, no So way. she, like, opened the cupboard again and went, oh, there's a present there. And I was like, no way. Like, so... So you're Louise Bazzi to her. <laughs> well, it, which is funny, though, because even though I'm snooping for presents, I'm still doing, like, a man look. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, over the cupboard, like, that's not there. Close the doors. <laughs> it's funny, like my my mom, just a quick one, she would like she would forget to put out presents. Like we'd be like, Marley, I thought we asked for this. Oh I, shit, um she'd go back upstairs and she would find it, like, oh I forgot about that. Like, oh, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and, uh, it's funny we're talking about Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie, Die Hard? I think it is, mate. I don't think it is. I think it's set at Christmas and that's it. And Bruce Willis himself, the British John McLean. Said it's not a Christmas movie. John McTiernan, who directed it, said it was. For me, though, right? Opinions vary. Opinions do vary. Um, Roadhouse, check it out. He, he says he says he says at one point, 
the name. I got a machine gun. Ho it's ho done. ho! It's Christmas Duke all the way throughout. Like oh, I don't know. Even when when um later on they open a vault and as it opens he goes, "Merry Christmas." Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's a lot of Christmas references in this I film. I like. Um, that makes it for me. And when I was watching it, because you you watch these films and you have you think oh, I've seen Die Hard. And then I watched it. I was like, Christ, you forget a lot of stuff. Oh. And I was thinking, they never help themselves with all these Christmas references. Nah. That's why people... It depends. It de- but I would always say a, a Christmas film is a little feel-good film. There you go. Not, not like this, bloody... This is not, I, not taking people hostage. Yeah, this is exactly what I was about to say. It depends on what you define as a Christmas movie. Like, if you watch a Christmas movie for that, like, feel-good factor and all that kind of stuff, then, nah, I probably would say it wasn't a Christmas movie. But... I mean, it's it's a, it, it is a movie set at Christmas in that respect, and I and I appreciate that people do have that outlook. I do, yeah. but at the same time, as I I did feel a bit festive after watching it because of all the Christmas music throughout. It's the music that does it, mate. Hearing the Christmas songs does make you feel oh, festive. Right, definitely, the action going on isn't festive, obviously, but um, right. So back to the film. I I, I was about the film, and that was right. I. Um, alright so that's when so John McLean checks in checks in he gets to his wife's office and that's when obviously that guy's at the desk snorting lines <laughs> and he's like show me your Rolex and all that aye that's right like what a dick like but th- but that's what I said here on, on my notes yeah like you get a feel for the character oh, John McLean goes you missed a, you missed a bit aye <laughs> <laughs> <I> clap <laughs> yeah, he's like wiping his nose that is brilliant class. he's a copper but he's not like bothered he's like aye, he's, but, he's streetwise but straight away though that Ellis He's like he's like sucking up to Holly, sucking up to John, sucking up to Ram to to get to Gadji or whatever he's called, like, the, like the, the, the main boss. You get a proper feeling he's just a scumbag, brown nosy, brown nosy rat. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yes, like, but he's funny though. You can't help but like him. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but but in this scene though, which I've which is what I've like kind of like wrote me notes here, you get a feeling that Holly still has. Feelings for John. Feelings for John, like I like it isn't like it's not done. It's not an open and shut case. I she's still like you can tell she's still like because the way he behaves with that Ellis, you, you can tell she's like buzzing with him. Yeah, you know, like which I thought was like an important part of the movie. Well, don't well because McLean she mustn't take she doesn't take McLean to that office because she turns up. She comes in. She's like John. Shock is there. Like like all oh, like buzzing. He's yeah. Well, because this is this what I like because I thought about this. Oh, that's it. Because McLean goes up to the floor, and, he, and then he, he meets the Mister, the main guy, the, the Tagaji. Aye, like the, the owner of the aye, the, the boss, plaza, the boss, we'll call him, the boss. Aye, and he's like, oh, "Well, I'll take you to Holly's office, I'm sure." Well, this, this is why I thought it was good because obviously later on, but John, as like McLean walks in, he shows you like it's showing you the setup. He walks in, security at the door, has a bit crack the security at the door, and he has to like. Like find the person it is or whatever, find out where she is. Thirtieth floor, I think it was. He then walks along. There's another security guard at the elevator, so it's like it's showing you all the security and all that kind of stuff. But just a quick one: the one he checks in with is one of the terrorists. No, no, definitely not. No, 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 no. Oh no, he gets shot in the head, him man, didn't he? Ah, he does. I full of shit. I've never seen it before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Aye, it's later on that because obviously after um, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> after having a big after having a big crack with that Ellis guy and she, she obviously stop the podcast <laughs> you know what it is I, I said there was a part of Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters 1 so you're good mate oh you're good. the Titanic and, and ship 
at least you're still in the same film. Um, <laughs> so from there, obviously, the van pulls up in the... Actually pulls up the front door, doesn't it? Because then the two guys walk in the front door. That's when they kill the guy at the desk. And that um, that guy, he's like obviously like a computer whiz. Oh, starts I, hacking the computer systems, locking the building down. I does And all that kind of stuff. And you can tell he's obviously like... like well, a whiz kid, basically. One of them starts taking the like security guard jacket off, so he looks. So he then assumes the role of security guard. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you get the first shot of Hans Gruber, played by Alan Rickman. Superb. Oh. Hans Gruber, what a character! Oh, mate, hundred percent. So he's suave. They wanted like a foreigner, didn't they? Aye, like sophisticated guy in a suit. Aye. And they got that in Alan Rickman, basically. You know, it's Alan Rickman's brilliant, though. Like, I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen, have you seen Dogma? I've obviously heard of it, but I've never seen it. So he's in he's in a film called Dogma, Kevin Smith flick. It's the first Kevin Smith flick I've seen. Um, it'd be a good one to review, if I'm honest. Anyway, he has a role in Dogma, and he, it makes you feel like he's in the entire film. But I've looked at um, like facts and that since. He's actually only in it for 10 minutes. Really? Aye, he's in it for 10 minutes, but he plays such a great, he just, he's uh, just class. I know what you mean. And you think he's in it throughout, and he's just not. 10 minutes he's in the, scene for, in, in the film for it. Berserk. Similar to the film, there's a film called Next Three Days. Russell Crowe, Elizabeth Banks, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson has like five minutes on screen, but it's such an impact. Aye. Like he's, talking, he's talking about how to escape prison because he's escaped it before. I've never heard of that Next Three Days. The Next Three Days. New. It's not new, but it's like 2000-something. It's like, right. well, good it's film, really mate. Really good. Uh, but anyway, we'll never review it because it's out of our, uh, uh, <laughs> our, our decades. Our jurisdiction. Um, I still need to see uh, Law Abiding Citizen. I'm not fucking going on that, like. Good um, film, uh, Gerald Butler. <laughs> no, but uh, obviously, Alan Rickman, Alan I don't Rickman. know his full Alan. history, but he is obviously a guy from the stage. I was, I was, he did, it was a Broadway or... Aye, very eloquent the way he aye, speaks aye. and... He, he, he's a proper British actor. Yeah, aye. aye. Like, really thick, like, posh accent. Great cast. Um, but a great cast to play a German guy. Crazy that, Nate. It is. Crazy that, but he is, he, I think he's brilliant in everything he does. Alan Rickman, I, I love him. Like, I, I love him. Um, I mean, he was in, like, a series in Robin Hood as well, wasn't he? Not, not, not Men With Tights. Um, the one. <laughs> <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Ah, he was, uh, was, was a great, great film, that. that. Great film. Um, but obviously, so where we were was, um, that's when they come up the lift. They're obviously they took over the party, and then John, John's like fresh and upstairs, isn't he? John Aye, so he was he was obviously in Holly's. That's when he's that's when he's he's rubbing his toes on the carpet. Oh, that's the scene. He, he was giving a little bit of information off the guy on Aye, the plane. That's it. That was when he's rubbing his toes on the carpet. They come up the lift. So then they start like firing guns or whatever. And McLean escapes because he's kind of like out the way. And he, he goes, he naffs off up the stairwell. Aye, aye, I stairwell. Aye, good American word. Aye, thanks, mate. Okay. Um, and that's when the bad guys, well, Rickman, basically, he's going through everyone at the party, and he's trying to find out who the boss is. He's looking for like Mister Mister. Oh, I, and it, it, I don't know if this is like racist, but it was it with the camera was like going on every Chinese guy, uh, every Asian not guy, racist, every, every Asian. No, he, he was though because he knows it's, it's Mister. Well, I probably know it's Mister Takami, but the notes um the IMDb says Tagagi, so maybe I misheard them during the film. Um, maybe you're getting it mixed up with not Takami the Plaza. <laughs> I maybe I maybe you could be right. To be fair, like 
I'll, we'll just call him Gaffer. Ironically, just a quick one. I went for. That's a massive echo. Can we hear that? Nah, we'll not be able to hear on the mic, so good. Maybe. Okay. There's a film called Stir of Echoes. This will be perfect. Um, I so I went for a job at the Crown Plaza, and ironically, I felt like taking them fuckers hostage. Like after, after that interview, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Honestly, I could have easily whipped off the black shirt, run around with a white vest, and put a gun in people's brackets. But Why? I didn't. I just didn't like the way they were going on. I hated the bitch that there was a. To be fair, mate, like being taken hostage. I've been interviewing for BMW lately. Five interviews. That's been taken hostage. If ever I've heard it. Is it? I Christ. I'm surprised that you weren't like in front of them, like sort of like, please help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, blink twice if you if you need help. Just please, just give them the money, give them the ransom. <laughs> yeah. Aye. So um, they're looking for the gaffer. Uh, he goes a step forward straight away, but Holly's like stops him. Ah, I just like no, 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 fucking don't, because she knows the bad news. She knows they'll they'll kill him. Aye, um, that's quality as well. That's like a loyal employee, isn't it? Aye, it is. Aye, jobs. Well. But he's like enough of this. I don't like this. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Eventually, she takes him. Eventually, he, he steps forward. He, he stands. He stands up. He's like, like it's me. I'm the captain of this ship. Like I'm the mm-hmm. guy you're looking for, kind of thing. They take him upstairs, and they're trying to interrogate him, don't they? They do. Um, but he. Can't. He's not playing the game. Nah, fair. I mean, fair play to the bloke. Like, like but he's saying though, look, like, look, I don't know the code. The code changes every day. I don't know the code. And they say, think he was lying. Of course, he was lying. So obviously, Hans Gruber takes no shit and nah, shoots him in the head. Nah. But brutal that. There was things. Um, Alan Rickman was a bit limp when he used to hold a gun. Aye, I seen that. And uh, the wife's claim to fame, who was working on the film. Was uh, I had to tell him to sort of like strengthen his wrist. It'd be interesting to see, like, it would have been, it's an interesting one though, right? Just quickly imagine she hadn't, she wasn't there to like sell. Imagine like he was just, because I think that would, I think that would add to the character. I was sat to the, obviously the people listening, I was sat like imagining how he would be, like, just like pointing a gun at them like that, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like very, it's very like nonchalant kind of like European, if you will. Do you know what I mean? That he's not just like, Setting up sturdy me wrists up there, I get it actually. It's very like, I mean, fucking business. Because if, if I was sat at that, it's like you wouldn't take it seriously. I don't Do know. you know what I mean? It's a funny one, even now when I think about his left hand, he's like, he's, it doesn't look like a natural person who shot the gun a million times. Uh, he, I don't know. He should have done a Hal Berry, John McThree, and done the courses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, well, what that's what they tell him as well. Like, look, like I know there's $640 million in the, in the vault. I want it, but um, he's not playing the game. So I don't. Well, it's funny actually because this bit here, um, the blows heat off, they kill obviously the the boss, and that's when McLean's at the top and he's like saying because he knows Argyle's still waiting from below. He's like says Argyle, please tell me you heard them shots. Oh, like he's talking like because he's got I, no communication with him. No, no, you don't have communication. That's with what him. I'm saying that he was. He's like he's like like m- like mental telepathy. Like Argyle, you must have heard them shots. It was super loud. But he's a young kidney. But it flicks at Argyle. He's like sat in the back of a limo, like living the fucking dream. Like, like, he's like what's what's he doing at that point? He's, he's got music on. He's listening to music. I don't know if he's on the phone as well. I don't know if that's a bit later on, but he's, de- he's, he's there is a scene where he's on the phone, and that might be the one you're talking I, about. Because he does a few things because the camera goes on him a few times. Aye, and, 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 and McLean's obviously in, like, knows shit hitting the fan, knows Argyle's a potential way out of this, and Argyle's is 
he's not he's, nah. he's fucking too busy like but that, you know put it this way I work at a hotel and we've got a 16 year old working for us and uh, I've been told she's Facebooking her friends when I'm not there now. <laughs> like yeah. I Facebook live like oh I bet George Washington you're joking aye like, how mad's that <laughs> So no, like that mentality, that. like he's supposed to be at work. It, well, it, it it goes to show you again though. Like I say, t- like sign the times. It obviously it's carried over. The younger Harry generation, yeah. the, the younger generation have always been like, it, it like whatever the newest thing is. Like he was listening to cassette tapes whilst playing with a phone in the car. Class. You, the sixteen year old works live, live Facebook uh, and whatever aye. the hell it's called. Do you know what I mean? Facebook. Um, so it just goes to show you, like it's things will never change. Whatever the newest toy is. Sign of Times. Sign of Times. Sign of Times. Harry Styles. Sign of Times. Um, but obviously, John realizes there that Argyle hasn't heard it, and yeah. and while he's there, sees the fire alarm. I think if I set this fire alarm off, it's going to. Well, like the water and stuff. Aye, because he pulls the thing, doesn't he? Because he he knows if he sets a fire alarm off. There's gonna be an automatic response. Like you don't have to phone nine one one. Company that. Aye, aye, aye. The, the the emergency services will automatically respond to a fire alarm. Well, that's what it's like anyway. Like we, if a fire alarm, like when I when I used to work at, at the life centre, if the fire alarm went off and I was supervised, and I would have to phone, um, Barrington Street, I think it was, and like say like, oh look, like it's just it's a false alarm kind of thing. Yeah. What are you gonna say? <laughs> was that before you decided to go home early? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, once was after I'd left. Uh. Uh, if anyone that doesn't know, Nicky had a job as an aspiring leisure supervisor and he thought it would be good to nick off before the delivery came home. It was late at night. He thought, I'm not staying here. I'm going home to watch Die Hard. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the truck turned up after I'd left. Cheers, Rob. <laughs> I'm not going to that. Hi, <laughs> uh, so... Um, aye, so he, he does that. The fire, the fire engines, and the, and the police start coming. But Gruber Box is clever and um, has this guy at the, the desk. This is when John's looking out the window and they start aye. turning off. Yes, like different routes. Aye, Gruber, no, Gruber Box is clever and just knows the crack and he gets the guy at the desk to basically phone, phone the watches and just basically say like, look, uh, it's a false alarm kind of thing. Like, don't bother. And, and, aye, which is which is which is standard practice. To be fair, mm-hmm. as I've just said. Um, and that's obviously they can see on the system where the alarm was set. Oh, so Gruber sends one of his terrorists up. Aye, which is aye, which is one of the. There's like two brothers, isn't there? The terrorists. Aye, there's, there's a terrorist called ironically Carl with a K. Aye. Um, but his brother goes up. I don't know his name. But I thought it's hilarious when the brother says, "Like, I don't want to hurt you. Come out." <laughs> like he's yeah. trying to like play Point, nice whilst he's pointing a gun. Aye. <laughs> If you come out, you'd be safe. Yeah. Something like that. Unreal. And then that's obviously when McLean and this bloke, who shall not be named. End up having a scrap. Ah, they, had a, they, had a, they had a good scrap. Um, ends up in the stairwell. Ah, it does. I ends in the stairwell. And that's obviously when McLean comes out on top. Uh, but I thought this next mo- like scene, like this, like, I even put my notes, Unreal Elevator trick, was canny. He, like, um, wrapped, wrapped him up, didn't he, on, on the computer chair. Put him in the lift, Brilliant. and then wrote on him like, because obviously that guy had a machine gun. Yeah. And now obviously McLean's got the machine gun, so he wrote on his top like, "Now oh. I have a machine." It gun. was like ho ho ho. ho, ho now ho. I have a machine gun. Aye. It's funny actually because I'm sure I don't know if it's Die Hard Two. 
I don't know what I don't know when it is, but I'm sure there's a quote where he actually says, "Ho ho ho, I've got a machine gun." Oh, I don't know. It definitely wasn't. The, it was definitely on the game. I can remember him saying all the time, "Ho ho ho, I got a machine gun." Class. But on the film, he puts, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho 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 on his top. Aye, and a bit, I'm sure like a bit of a soundtrack comes on it, the Christmas jingle. Aye, the little Christmas jingle. Right, we did try to find the Christmas jingle. Um, but unfortunately we couldn't Because we do it. like to play a bit of soundtrack that relates to the film because it did um, things people's memories, didn't it? It does. I think um, a, a song that really comes into its own on this, well, it comes into its own, the features in this that I like was, it said, the weather outside is frightful. Again, Classic feet. American. Is it American Christmas song? Oh, I don't know where it originated. I think it might like, be. The, the, it might be Sonata, the, that, you the, know. The version they played... Uh, it might be Sonora. Not, that would be a nice touch if it was Sonora because originally, ah, yes. I think we spoke about earlier, like I Sonora was, was set. Might, might have been Crosby. Okay, my bad. Anyway, uh, I, I did think that was a mint little trick. Obviously, McLean is on top of the lift looking down at uh, Gruber and Carl. Oh, no, Carl isn't, Carl isn't there, actually. So you actually, was he, is that like a fact? Was McLean looking down at that point? Yeah, yeah. He's watching them because it actually shows you him looking down at the guy like in the chair like that because me and Nicky had a conversation earlier um, we're not going to it yet but that's where you thought that's how he knows aye we'll go to that a bit later I will aye um, but because obviously he's killed that terrorist terrorist anyway so he needs to get to the roof didn't he John McLean because he still needs to make contact aye but because he, he, he obviously the guy who came to get him who he's killed and sent down the lift had a radio. He took his radio. So he took his radio and obviously... I don't know why he needs to get to the roof. For the best signal. Because uh, he's not getting that. And that's... Gruber Gans like, where can you get the best signal? And he goes, the roof. Uh, and he's like, yes. get to the roof. And he like, calls like... Ah, uh, that's right. Uh, that's right. And obviously he's, he's trying to get help. And that's when the wifey on, and from the copper station like says, this this line's for emergencies only. And that's when Bruce Willis has that amazing line. Of, and he goes, no fucking shit. You think I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> uh, but he so says good, it in the Bruce Willis twang like aye. you think I'm ordering a pizza aye. like it's crazy isn't it superb and that's what she says like I'll send a black and white out to check it out to check it out which I thought was canny she'd done that because I don't know if he started getting shot at and it made, yes. the, and it made the lines like wow like that. that was right aye, so that, that's what convinced that, her to send a black and white out just in case that was right because obviously that's where the gunfight happens on the roof because like you said there Where's he getting the signal from? Because obviously they still got their walkie-talkie, so they're hearing this conversation that's going on. Do you know what I mean? So obviously he sends someone to the roof, and that's all the gunfight. That's why they send the black and white out. Um, McLean manages to escape. He climbs down that shaft, which I'm sure that there's a, there's a mess up there, isn't there? A what? A mess up. A mess up? What's that? A mess up. So like the the stuntman messes up or something, but they used it. Oh, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure. I must have missed that one. But that scene is a little bit, um, it's a little bit nerve-wracking because he's down, he's like, it's an elevator shaft, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But he needs to sort of like, he holds his, he holds his gun and he's lowering down like by a bit of, I don't know, some sort of tape or something. Aye. But he's leaning across because he wants to get to another. Aye. That's right, aye. Because they're on top of him. They're about he to... uses his gun, man. He wedges, he wedges, yeah, he wedges, he wedges his gun. the gun and Aye. he's holding a bit of tape though. No, it's, like, it's, it's the gun strap. There's like a strap Aye. on the gun. So the strap. Aye. And then he's leaning across and it's like, oh God, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? But I'm sure he misses the actual one he was meant to go for. Goes a bit further down but he catches another one. Aye, so, so what happened there was the stuntman who did that 
was meant to go for the one that he was reaching for. Only missed. But fell. Jesus. But fell. So what the thought was, we'll actually we'll incorporate that and we'll just get Bruce catching himself and Aye. pulling himself in. Class. Aye, unreal. That was on that, that thing. That but when he does go in that shaft, I'm like, Jesus, that is so claustrophobic. Oh, mate, 100%. But that's when he climbs in and he has that infamous line that you love to see all the time. What? Just coming down the coast to get together, have a few laughs. While he's got his lighter. Like, I, that's an iconic line, that. Like, I love I, I love that, but I also love that there's a, a Christmas decoration. Have you seen it? No. There's actually a Christmas decoration that people make at Christmas, obviously Christmas time. And it's Bruce Willis in that um oh, no, event. Seen that. not seen it. I'll, I'll, Google, I'll Google it afterwards. I'll tweet it as well, actually. It's a, it's a class little Christmas decoration that people can make. I tried to make it one time, but I'm... I'm just not that way inclined. I'm shite, really, if I'm honest. Like, um, obviously, that's when the black and white car arrives at the Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, is this when we introduced to um, Al? Al's character. Ah, he's he's buying some bait, and he's like in a shop. Ah, he's, ah, he's, he, he has like a mad little like interaction with the checkout guy, didn't he? I had a checkout guy say, I thought you were buying donuts or something like that, didn't he? Like, probably like soggy. Uh, no, because I think he sees um, Oh, it's for the kids or something like the bands uh, and that. And he's like, yeah. he's finished. Uh, he's finished now, and he's literally on his way home. He's like, yeah, of course it is. On his way to clock out or whatever it was, and then he gets caught. This thing, so like, I'll check that out. But I love that line though, from because um, obviously the cop has it. Cop like it, like comes to investigate the Nakatomi Plaza. He's like not too sure. All the while, like McLean's fighting for his life, and then um, McLean's obviously fighting them guys. I'm sure they're like they like walking across the top of the table, aren't they? Yeah. So they like walk across the top of the table and then um that's when McLean kills them and then he, he has to like throw them out the window and he, and he says that amazing line of he says that amazing line of welcome to the party pal like I love that line do you know what I mean I went to the party pal <laughs> Sorry, I was just chasing the kids away from the front door. Let's be honest. Let's just say how it is. It's not worse than that, though. Just just quickly, let's... Also, wait, that was when John McLean, like, hide the... Um... He throws the body out the window because he realises the cop has going to scar uh, scar uh, yeah. It's a horse scene, that, like, when the body, uh, get, like, bumps. He gets shitty cell stars reversing. Well, you like, would do, wouldn't you? Down like, the grass verge and that. Their body's just ploughed through your windscreen. Welcome to the party, pal. What were them kids thinking being outside your front door? Like, uh, yeah, well, like, uh, honestly, like, I think Nicky was looking at us and like, where you going? I, like, I just, I, well, I, well, I saw I, it. You know what is, right? This is what I'm talking about, man. Kids in the... Anyway. We've, we've, we've all that food, right? It's on its way, hopefully. And, and I was thinking, I was, I, I started thinking to myself, did he, has he knocked on the door and I haven't heard it? And uh, he the door and there's like a couple of kids there. Like, exactly what you're saying, like, what they're doing, like. This is what I mean, right, man. Right, right outside someone's door. Anyway, sorry guys, just a couple of old men having a bit of crack, you know. Two grumpy, um, old, grumpy old men. <laughs> That's what the podcast should be called, not brother to brother. Not brother to brother, 80s, 90s movie review podcast. Should be two, two grumpy old men reviewing nah. films. Um, God, we've had a few drinks as well. I'm going to break the seal. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, but, but that's when we had the first back and forth between um, McLean and Gruber. We had on. We're just talking, we're talking about uh, Al, weren't we? Aye, because Al Scott was in the in the in the car, screaming for backup. What was Al's real name? Uh, hold on. Is it, not, is it not Reginald? Al? No, it's not Al. Oh, in real life. Aye. Aye. Reginald Reginald Vel Johnson. The good thing about like Reg, like <laughs> Reggie Reg. boy. No, no, like he was, he was like. 
going to auditions all the time and that he wasn't aye. getting them he, and I think he lived at home with his mum bless him it you know a, a lot of these like, aye it was his last throw of the dice aye and he, like, he said to his mum like, I think I'm going to get it and like oh, I hope I get it and he gets it and he says like one of the biggest like buzzes slash pride aye. proudest moments of his life was that his mum got to see him on the big screen before well, she it. died aye that's it which is unreal because some people like parents see them st- an example a footballer Ronaldo aye. his dad never got to see Ronaldo on the big stage that's crazy so that is. hurts ah, that is crazy like you've seen Ronaldo struggling like trying to make it big then he never got to see how actually how massive he is that's crazy so that's why he's buzzing that his mum got to see him like it's berserking as well because he he pipped like Wesley Snipes at the post aye because he was there when he at the like, auditions Wesley and that. Snipes went to the audition but his mum was like oh god on your son I knew you could do it nah oh, that's class that man isn't it Again, though, like like we were saying about Arnie before, like playing the main role of, of, of John McClane, like Wesley Snipes playing like Sergeant Powell, like. But it just shows you though, right? Like obviously Wesley Snipes great at uh, being in what Passenger Fifty Seven, Money Train, Blade. Blade, like a lot of stuff. Ma- Major jump. League, like a lot of stuff. It doesn't matter if they're great at as me to great films. Like this Reginald, like he went in. And he said he played it different. Like he went, he, he pointed at the camera. Yeah, he went in with something different, and that's he, what stood out. He listened. He listened in to, to Wesley Snipes' audition, and thought, "I'll do it differently." Aye, aye, class. Because when you think about it, Wesley Snipes like an action hero himself. Oh, beyond aye. Like so, especially now, like Blade and, and Al. Al, you know, Reginald playing Al was like, it was the great, the best sort of. I thought he was brilliant. I played a great role. I, I thought it was really good, especially obviously when you see him like getting, doing interviews and that, like you say, talk about his mum and that. And it was, and, it and was obviously like, we it, watched the documentary and like changed his life. He still loves. He says like I still spoke about a day like twenty odd years later. I'm thirty. What is it? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. So thirty three year. And he says. Um, like it's this footage of him keep walking up to the Nakatomi Plaza and, that, and he's like, "Them trees weren't there and that when I was reversing down." Aye. Yeah, it shows the clip as well, didn't it? As well, and I crazy. Aye, he probably loved it. It was like the rule of a lifetime. Well, yeah. I, I don't mean, know any other films he was in. If I'm being honest, after that, he was in. Go- after he was in Ghostbusters, was he? Aye, not a mass. I'm just saying that he's like like he's fucking Win- like fucking Winston. Uh, he's like he's like a jail. <laughs> he's, he plays like a jail guard in Ghostbusters. Apparently. Is he? Aye. I'll have to have a look for that. Um. So yeah. So anyway, so that's when you get the first back and forth between McLean, him and Gruber. McLean <laughs> and Gruber. Aye. I'm a bit crack. Um, and the copper um, the because that's when the cop I so they're having the back and forth if you remember and the cops make their way in the building and he's like it's a bad idea like you don't want to do it and, the, and like even Al's like like you shouldn't be doing that they're like oh what when they try and go with that tank and that I not well I well yeah basically it all goes tits up doesn't it because they go in a tank you've got their four guys that they try to sneak in what do they call it again standard uh, standard double formation or something they said uh, Hans Gruber they're doing the standard double formation or whatever as expected like every, the, what I thought was brilliant is step by step as the, as it goes Hans Gruber like basically knows like like yeah this, this happened as expected this happened as expected we need them to phone the FBI we need them to do this we need them to do that like and everything was happening exactly as Gruber wanted it to which I thought was again like ah, he was never he was never like sort of flapping was he nah never but then like you see it there obviously the, the center, like the cops try to set a tank in and um, it all goes tits up because there's two terrorists with a rocket launcher out the window and they hit the tank with a rock, two rockets 
And what? Well, one of them guys with the rocket launcher is the um, guy from the painting on Ghostbusters Two. Aye. Uh, which I thought was canny, a kind of little scene. Well, oh, you were seeing I. Nah, the fact that he was in that, I thought was pretty cool. But the McLean, like, I don't know how he does it. Look out the window at this tank getting like hit with rockets. He knows he can decipher which floor it is, but he sends C fours down the elevator shaft and it takes out the entire floor. Yeah, it's a harsh explosion, isn't it? I would. If the entire floor just gets absolutely annihilated, and I'm just like, well, how did he know that C four was going to hit that floor? Do you know what I mean? Well, he's a cop. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I need the toilet. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. okay, that's fine. That's fine, mate. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll fly solo, mate. It's absolutely, absolutely fine. Uh... Oh, you nailed it with you, man. Aye. So from there, um, again, I don't understand how he knew where they were and and how he knew that dropping the C four down the shaft would do that particular section. Aye, it could hit any fucking floor. Do you know what I mean why? Why would it not have went all the way down? I know, but us as the viewer, I don't think we're expecting this sort of... I, I, I just, it was just what I... Was I know what you're saying, it was a perfect sort yeah, of blast out, wasn't it? From a cynical eye, yeah. From a cynical aye. eye. Um, but that's when McLean is talking to Al, um, and that, that deputy chief turns up. He's, he's, he's like, take responsibility for things. He starts yeah. telling McLean, look, stop getting involved, like... I'm in charge here, yeah, like give them shit. And he's a famous actor, that man. I haven't got his name, have we? Yeah, yeah, we do. He's he's off. He's Tim off training Trading places. I right. plays like the arsehole sort of. I is um, Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason. I think he's dead now, you know. Bless him. You joking? I'm sure he's dead. R.I.P. Hello. R.I.P. R.I.P. Another um, eulogy. That's fucking mad. That if he's dead, like what's sure what he, he called on air training places? Oh God, nice, but he's the guy who um. Oh, he thinks he's Winthorpe over, didn't he? Aye. Clarence Beeks. Aye, aye, but he's in the, um, he's in the Breakfast Club as well. Yes, he is. He's the, the head headmaster. Head master, I'll get to he's in loads of films, to be fair. Breakfast Club. It's a very simple film. Not much happens, like, but... Is it Clarence Beeks? Don't you forget aye. about him. Class. Um, Not seen it. Yeah. But then, obviously, that's when the snake, as I like to call him, Ellis... Basically, tries to like get the. Um, oh, what is this way? He's sick when he thinks like McLean's like just me- he's delaying, aye, like them getting out and that. Yeah, basically, so he, he wants to like cut a deal. Aye, what does he shout like, like Hans, baby? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm your white knight, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I can give him to you. <laughs> yeah. He does. Aye, he's probably like corny as out, he. He's such a scumbag, man. He's a good looking bastard. He what? Do you reckon? Ah, whatever. What was he calling in real life, him? Oh, I don't know. Hot But Gruba's like, what does he want? He's like... Uh, it's one of them, though, isn't it? Like, then call, like, call the, the terrorist reaches for his gun. Gruba's like, shaking uh, his head, like, no, yeah, we'll no, hear him we'll, out. We'll hear him out. We'll, we'll hear see him what out. he says. But then, obviously, he gives them all the information, did he, like... And, like, what he says, oh, it's John McLean, and blah, blah, blah. What an idiot, man. What a dick. I know. But, I mean, it's, well, I say what a dick, to be fair. Put yourself in his shoes, like... He thinks he's like coming to the coming down to the the, the terrorist level, you know. I'm like, I know. He thinks he's gonna get out of it unscathed. I, like, you can get his logic, but at the same time, is these these are bad guys. Do you know what I mean you don't want to try and 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 do it like and do what he tried basically? Um, 
from there the FBI arrived. Obviously, you've got Al Al at the bottom, like outside, aye, with the cop and that, trying to like talk to John or whatever, and, and they get well, sort the issue out basically. And then the FBI come and take over. But it's funny actually, just quickly. When you say the FBI, do you mean um, thingy's character out of out of Breakfast Club? What talking about? No, 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 no because no. no, I'm sure he was FBI. And then is it not the feds that come? The feds is the FBI. So that's what I meant. Um, Paul Gleason of Trading Places. He's obviously like oh his his superior. Aye, uh, he's obviously aye. Uh, and then the feds come. And then the FBI arrive. Aye, uh, basically like. And it's one of the Fratelli brothers. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Aye. I was looking at him at first, and I was like, Where is he? Where is he from? I was I, I, at first. I, Out of the Goonies, of course. Aye, uh, and I actually thought to myself. Is it is it the bad guy of Cobra? I was going pig, oh, pig. pig. No, it wasn't him. Jesus. I was like, because it was just a bad skin and a bad complexion. The both. Oh, I and I. Maybe I thought maybe it's a younger version. No, no, no. And I thought actually, and I, I, I was thinking about it in that, but I have to and think it's the Fratelli brother, man. Well, you just got it there for me. Not just now. I, 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 I was like, I, I'm sure I recognise him. Plays a good role, doesn't he? I brilliant role. But what I love because obviously the FBI arrive. Um, the deputy chief guy Paul Gleason of Train Places starts like oh the FBI's here like doing his shit and oh that, like, he wants to give me a good impression and Al like says do you want a breath mint I <laughs> love that I remember that that was a fucking brilliant like that like brown nosing aye like class licking their ass um, but that's obviously when Hans goes to the roof and and, and comes face aye, so Hans face. is getting frustrated he wants to see what's going on yes and this is an iconic scene because oh. the people that obviously created this film would need if we need these two to meet each other. So, but all John McLean has heard is Hans' voice. Aye. So if he's to come face to face with him, he wouldn't know it was Gruber, unless he spoke, which is why they didn't know how they were going to do it. Aye, so the, they had to go to Alan Rickman and say, "Can you do well, a, a different accent?" Didn't he like? Do, didn't you do it like? Oh God, please! You're one of them, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> please don't kill me. The best Californian accent ever. Class. <laughs> but he sounds like that. It's funny. But I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm sure the story goes like he, he was, he did like a, like a, a mad American accent, like one of the the people in the back was like behind the scenes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hold on, mate, this, this, that could be it. That could be the in. Aye. I would do it, and the, the change the script to like Class. say like, so you meet them and you put this this pretend the accent American on because because all he's heard is your yeah. German accent. All he knows is the German accent. You've never seen your on face on the radio. But this is what we this is what we were alluding to earlier. Obviously, about um, the lift scene. Like, did he did John McLean see Alan Rickman then, or Hans Gruber then? Yeah, because it, he asks at one point he asks him his name. Yeah, and he says Claire. Claire. Bill Claire. Bill Claire. So that's a, like, and he's looking at a list behind him. That's an, that 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 just quickly is an infamous. Um, quote between me and Carl I'll not go too in depth into it but one of Carl's past conquests when I was being sexual in the community <laughs> in the community was workplace called, <laughs> was, was called Claire and uh, he used to always call her Claire <laughs> I, uh, you were talking about who you with I was like Claire <laughs> but I was referencing Die Hard and he had no he was like what and I just I love for some reason like quoting Gruber Claire. it's just funny that like, we're, like we've been friends what eight years or whatever the hell it is now and 
like these movie quotes, eighties, nineties movie quotes have just always been present in the conversation. Like, uh, do you know what I mean? That's brilliant. Claire. Claire. <laughs> I've even put me notes. <laughs> McLean meets Claire. Claire. <laughs> Bill Claire. Bill Claire. <laughs> <laughs> that is class. Okay, brilliant. Um, but he offers them like a tab and that, and, and like. Oh, he goes, do you smoke? And he goes, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like McLean's playing it off like he thinks that he, he knows. Is Bill Claire. Bill Clare. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He's giving that impression that he believes him. Aye. So that obviously he gives. Oh, at one point, Gruber's like, come on, let's go this way. And he's like, no, if you want to stay alive, keep with me. But Gruber's trying to get back to the place where. Where his gun is. Aye, where his gun was. Aye, aye. And there he manages to convince him to come with him. Is that that a Robocop line? What? Come with me. Come with me if you want to live. That's. No, something like. If you want to stay alive, stay with me. No, 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 no. no. Come with me if you want to live is Arnie. Terminator. Uh, Something dead or alive is Robocop. Oh, yes, that's it. Aye. Dead or alive. alive punk. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Is he a punk? Dead or alive, punk. No, I don't know about that. Maybe you're right. Robocop is the cursed episode. Aye. That there. Uh, to be fair, this was nearly a cursed episode. It was. Because we had it. we did have a, a bit of a, a technological malfunction before. Kind of thing you're not going to stride, but okay. Sorry, mate. Nah, I'm only joking. Um, uh, we did have a bit of a technological issue before. So, back in the iconic scene, Aye. John McLean Gruber. So, he's acting like he believes him. He's Bill Clay. Aye, that's he's right. like, come on, then follow me. We'll walk off. Oh, no, before that, he gave him a gun. He gives him a gun. You're going to need a gun. He says, I look like you're in a bit of a shit situation. Yeah, he has a gun. And then McLean like, like, walks turns, past him. Turns his back. Aye. And then. And then Gruber comes Oh, it's out. class when his voice comes on as if he, he goes on the radio. Like, I can't remember what he says. But it, he's in his Gruber voice. I think he speaks in German. Ah, he's in his Gruber voice. Ah, he speaks and in it's, German. And then um, McLean Gans like... McLean turns around. You want to be on TV with that fucking accent. Ah, with, ah you want to be on TV with that terrible accent. He walks towards him. Oh, he tries to shoot him and he goes, no bullets. Ah, I'm sure he goes, oops. I love that. He, like, click, he goes, clicks. He goes, oops. No, no bullets. bullets. Ah, Brilliant. But then also, obviously, when... Because, obviously... Gruber has called his stooges on the handset. They do still arrive out in the lift. Ah, uh, and they shoot him. I don't have to. I don't have to catch him. No, they don't, they don't, don't catch him. They start shooting at him, and there's an unreal little shootout. But when McLean and Gruber were face to face, Gruber notices McLean's not wearing shoes. Well, that's again. We'll probably miss this bit out, but that's how that iconic scene starts. Gruber sort of like jumps down. And he just sees like bare feet. Yeah. And then a guns up with John McLean. It's yeah. class. I have So obviously, when it, once it, all his stooges come in and start shooting, McLean's like obviously hiding behind like cover. Um, Gruber sees all the glass, like windows, all that Aye. kind of stuff. And he, said, and he, and he, he shoots up a German sort of, he, he, like shoot the glass in German. Uh, he, th- he, he thinks about he thinks about the fact that, hold on, this, this fucker's not wearing shoes and there's glass everywhere. We smash all this glass. Shoot the glass. Aye, he's going to obliterate his feet, so he says that he likes to say, shoot the glass. So they start shooting all the glass. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible Gruber impression by me. Shoot the glass. They didn't even sound like that. <laughs> um, so that, that is, is that way, like, obviously, John McLean gets the glass on his feet. He gets glass on his feet. He's an, he, he drags himself man, in the room. He manages to escape, glass on his feet, drags himself, blood everywhere, to a bathroom. Gets well, back on the radio, but I'll. Put like big chunks of glass on nah. his feet, didn't he? Fuck. He's having like a heart to heart while, and he like. Aye, like a proper heart to heart. But he's not really like giving off on how injured he is. Nah. Which is class. Well, well, it is, I because he, he's. You no, know, 
we, we spoke about this earlier, reference audios back and forth. Me and Carl send each other audio notes all day, every day, like just on checking WhatsApp, in, I... make sure how we're doing on WhatsApp. Uh, oh, how's your day doing? Like, what, like blah, 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 whatever it is. How many shits you had? I had a bit high, back, high, bit crack back and forth. Essentially, this is what McLean's doing here. He's like in a shit place. He just wants to get it over and done with. But he just keeps checking in. He just checks in with Al. But Al really opens up to him here and starts thinking, McLean's like, oh, is McLean now has a crap with the police because he's copper himself. And he says, like, why Why he's just a black and white? You know what I mean? Why he's not like like a, like a panda car, as we call it. And he's like, and he opens up Al about how he shot a kid. Ah, uh, I shot a kid. Aye, fuck. It was dark. I couldn't see. It was something like that. Aye, it's a, it's a brutal little moment. But again, that's building rapport between McLean and Al. And again, building um, Al's character up so you get a better understanding of him and how he's going. Um, but obviously, while that conversation's going on, the FBI want to shut off the power. Yeah. Going off totally, like, timeline, by the way. At one point, Al like, tries to shut John McLean up and it really irritates us. He's like, just just be quiet. He sees something like, be quiet and just, just wait. I do not remember that bit or not. Nah, nah. I, I found it really, I found it really rude. I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was rude. I thought, like, what are you doing? Like, he's running about in a fucking vest in there. Like, like do you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you notice his vest, by the way, go some fucking bright white and like dark brown? Well, that way, he went through some shit, man. That way, do you know what I mean? Literally. Uh, I, I thought, there's a bit I he's a bit rude a bit disrespectful at one point like coming from the guy who mid podcast went outside and tells some kids to stop playing uh, <laughs> 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 um, but that's when the FBI want to shut the power off in the grid which again as I was saying before is exactly what Gruber knew they would do because he wanted like he, that was part of his plan to get into the vault was to get the so far into hacking into it where the set the FBI shut the power off, the vault just got to open. Do you remember that bit? I do. And obviously when it opens, the hacker goes, Merry Christmas. Again, feeding into the fact that it's a Christmas film. Oh, uh, well, the, the black guy? Aye, he goes, Merry Christmas. Which I thought, which I thought was like a nice little line. Um, so the robbers really weren't there. They weren't terrorists. They were, just, they were terrorists. Well, that, well, that was, that was um, basically what, what that uh, John McTiernan wanted. You want to say like, look, they're not terrorists. They're just trying to like rob, rob the building, basically kind of thing. But the synopsis still reads German terrorists. So yeah, that's why we've been calling them terrorists throughout. But um, McLean's obviously covered in blood. He's starting to like the power's gone off. The um, Gruber and everyone's in the vault. Like it's not looking good. Is this where you've got like the reporter guys looking for a story? Him at oh, him at a Ghostbusters. Ah, what a prick! He's a I don't know him from anything other than Die Hard and Ghostbusters, but what an absolute but he's, knob. He's renowned though, and he like for playing oh, like an arsehole. But when he was getting interviewed on that documentary, he was like he's quite funny. When he was like, "I've got a problem playing," uh, yeah, he was like, "Fucking like buzzing and that," you know. I, I thought he fiend off the fact that he, uh, like he, you know what it is, right? I watch wrestling all the time, and like there's people that play off the fact that they're a bad guy. He's just he's just a movie heel. Simple as that. Like he's a movie bad guy. Yeah, um, I am cold as well. Um, but obviously because obviously it's looking not looking good McLean's starting to like fear the worst he like says to Al like look will you send a message to Holly like and so hold on like, did we mention him earlier because I'm sure when that when you were seeing Holly how did McLean know that that would blow out that thing he was like did you get there Who do you remember that bit no no what do you mean yeah. Al the cover no 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 Al that one of Ghostbusters like the arsehole 
Oh yeah, he keeps saying that throughout the film. Like the he was there, he was like, "Do you get that? Do you get that?" Uh, like, all he cares about, he doesn't care about the lives being lost. He doesn't care. Which is funny, actually. Obviously, like it's been twenty years since nine eleven. Uh, we're watching some stuff, and I always think, like, when I was watching that, was there any of the reporters then, like, not thinking? Oh, about, right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, not thinking about what's going on, just thinking about getting the story, getting the coverage. Probably the way. Not do you know be- what I mean? Not because the bad people. They're just in that mindset of a reporter. Aye, uh, but anyway, I, I did have yeah. that. I did have a thought at the time. I, I don't, don't want to dwell on that awful thing. Um, yeah. So obviously that's when the, the reporter guy, scum of the earth, goes to McLean's wife's house to interview his kids. Man, what a dick! Do you know what I mean? I can't remember that bit. You know, <laughs> no, I got you. Got you. Got back to the house to interview the kids, and obviously that's how um, like Hans like sees up and fucking tell you and realizes who. Oh, now it's coming back, aye. Aye. And she's like, what does he say as well, the reporter? Oh, like, does the, the, the little girl not give a proper, like a mint answer? Aye, he, he, the reporter says to her, um, what like what message do you want to send to mum? And she, just, she like goes, come home. Just come home, mum. Aye. I mean? Fuck the poor little bastard. And this reporter is just like, like... She wasn't a bastard, yeah? Good luck, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a bastard. I know. Like... He's like drinking our tears, basically. Do you know what I mean? That's what he's doing. Drinking our tears. Um. So from there, he's drinking our tears. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know Christ, I'm flagging here, but fucking hell, I can still pull myself up when you're saying drinking our tears. That's what he was doing, though. Like, what I mean by that is, like, please go on. She was like upset that her mum is potentially going to get blown away by a terrorist, and he was like loving it. Do you right, mean because okay. it was feeding his story, it was getting him views, bringing ideas, yeah? Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, so McLean's like, right, why was Hans Gruber on the roof? So he heads to the roof to find out, and that's when he sees all the C4 that's on the roof, because obviously Gruber plans to blow the roof up. Yeah. Wants to destroy the Nakatomi Plaza. Ah, that's right, and obviously that's when it, that feeds you into the, the moment where Carl, the ballet dancer. Hi, there's a blonde gym with long mane. <laughs> yeah. So the guy who killed earlier, who had the I've got a machine gun, ho ho ho, is the brother of Carl. The the I like the main terrorist right hand man. Group has I was it I Gruber's right hand man the, the what's it called? The club? Why does Gruber feel like bait? Does it not feel like bait? Well, oh, that might sound totally berserk. What do you mean? Gruber just sounds like a bit of food. I don't know what it is. Gruber, Gruber eats. Maybe he's. <laughs> Maybe he's that's what it is. <laughs> it just is. Fucking Gruber eats. <laughs> you be guy, eh? Motherfucker. You be guy, eh? Motherfucker. Fucking hell. <laughs> fucking Gruber eats. That is... Shoot the app. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. So I fucking McLean obviously fights the ballet dancer. It's it's Gruber's right hand man, the conciliage or whatever the whatever they're called, the right hand man, the the big bad guy. Aye, touch the showdown. Aye, um, it's a good that, fight. It is a good fight. It's what you've been waiting. You knew it was going to happen throughout the film. McLean, this guy had to fight, and then finally it starts happening, which I thought it was a mental scene basically but, but it, it's good how they do it though because it, it's got McLean the guy fighting and then it goes to other stuff going on while that's ah, happening and, then it, goes back and the, then it goes back they're showing it's fight. a long fight aye you know and yet it ends up McLean like chaining them didn't it like getting them chained aye and hanging them oh. brutal that brutal Um, obviously Hans sees the reporter 
with the with the kids there clicks Holly's McLean's wife and then brings her in. As obviously he brings her in. Is what's his name dead yet? The you know the one who was like stuff in the court and Aye. He's gone. Did we did we did we actually mention he got shot because of his crack? <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you know what I mean? I over it because he was just being a fucking scum. Aye, uh, they probably got that anyway. Like he's gonna die. Aye, uh, like what a what a dick. I can give him to you. <laughs> I just uh, it's funny though because he's sitting that coke and he and he realizes it's going tits up. Yeah, yeah, it goes <laughs> like like it's like seedy. Um, Brilliant. So, Claire shouts for McLean because he's got his wife, but obviously McLean's fighting that guy, so he doesn't reply. Does he on the handset? I don't know. I'm talking. Sorry. Uh, oh, I because it's quite a, a, a significant moment. Like I've got your wife. I've just tell you like, what you're like. More got your wife, and you haven't responded. He's too busy scrapping. Aye, uh, but but it's funny how like Gruber would be thinking like, what, does he not care? Like what's his what's his game? Yeah, not responding. Um, and then obviously while McLean and the guy are fighting, there's a gun on the floor. They try to like fight each other and also get the gun. Get the gun. The the uh, Carl gets the gun before McLean. So McLean tries to run. He gets shot in the shoulder. He gets shot, maybe in the arm actually. He gets shot in the arm and the shoulder as he goes around the corner. So you start thinking, McLean's fucked, yeah. And then uh, that's when that's when he he puts the chains on the guy's neck and hangs him. Um, which is again like horrific to watch. But what I liked about that is though, I don't know if you remember seeing on that on that thing we watched. Um, they used things that were actually there in the building. Them chains that he hung them with were actually in the building. Because they're not going to tell me Plaza. It, it wasn't finished, was it? Nah. So when you're seeing these scenes shot on them... Fox Towers. ...them floors... Yeah. I, well, that's it. It was it was shot on the Fox lot. Aye. And it was Fox Towers, wasn't it? Aye, and the bit... What was brilliant about that, though, is they said, like, look, you can use these floors and them floors because the rest of the floors are actually occupied. It's crazy, that, isn't it? Aye. But then, obviously, they were making too much noise while the office was, was like, being used. So, like, look, you can use them floors... Excuse me, but only on these dates, these days, and these times. Yeah. I.e., when the offices aren't occupied because people are busy doing important shit, mm-hmm. and you're all fucking running around with a plastic gun. Um, crazy that. Unreal. I so there was still like employees like working there. Aye. That's fucking mad. That. Aye, crazy. I, I, it's it's one of those. What I often think about this though, like when when you you think about like America and films, like. People are still at work doing X, Y, and Z while films are going on around them. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It it's crazy. crazy to think. Like, Not but what's happening all the time in America, especially in New York, New like York. Spider-Man and that, like, must shut so... I don't know if they shut certain areas down while the film scenes or But what. they do. I sometimes they shut down like certain areas of New York. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, how do they, just, how do, they do it? Must be money. Must be money. Aye, but how do they just, how do the choreography... Fucking hell, he's information about a few... Do you know what I mean? Choreographer. Aye, how do they do that? Like, we're going to shut these ones down for so many hours. It's a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? I remember when I was in Universal Studios, Florida, um, and they were obviously filming a DVD for, just to advertise the, the park. Mm-hmm. And um, we were about to walk down a certain path, well, through the certain part of the park, and there was a guy who was obviously part of like the production that said, look, if you're going to walk past us, don't look back. Don't look at the cameras. Don't look at this. Don't look at that. Just keep walking and go away as you need to go because you're going to you're gonna be part of the shot. And I was, and we were like, all right, no bother. There's Nicky and Free, will you? Fucking Free. Look at the camera. 
<laughs> oh, he's got cut out. All you see is his fat bearded kid getting pulled to the side. How many jokes? Fucking free willy. What a fucking random film we just randomly brought up there. Ironically, I'm, I'm sure the Blues Brothers were knocking about because they knock about Universal Studios. Oh God, let's get back to the timeline. Fucking oh, free willy. How many jokes? Timeline. Um, that's when. Um, oh God, lift this. That's when Clarence Clarence Peaks uh, starts warming up to, to Al, and. And he goes up and he starts like humanising himself a bit. He's like, this doesn't look good, Sarge. Do you know what I mean? Remember that bit? What, he sees that now? Aye. Does he? Aye, starts like, because the FBI got involved, they turn all the things Christ, up and that. Christ, I missed that bit. And they're being, the FBI obviously, because obviously, um, <laughs> call him Clarence Beaks. Clarence Beaks has been a dick. Oh, blue lights. Blue? I just had a flip of blue lights outside there. Look at that. Sorry guys, we like going outside. Um, well, Jesus. So obviously, Clarence Beaks has been a dick to Al, but when the FBI come in, they're then being dicks to Clarence Beaks, and then they start doing things that Clarence Beaks, Clarence Beaks doesn't necessarily <laughs> agree with. It's very how we call him Clarence Beaks. I'm not sure that's, a, that, that's the name of Trading Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> is Clarence, is Clarence Bodega? That's Robocop in it. Clarence Bodega. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Buy <laughs> that for a dollar. <laughs> God, please let's finish this podcast. Oh, all right, okay. I was gonna try and find out the name on fucking trading places there. But I'm nah, fine. I'm dying. All right, so he, uh, it's good that shows him starting to warm up the owl, which I thought was canny. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck owl! Come on, I want this to finish. <laughs> John Sears roof hostages. <laughs> because I was. Oh, it's good. This he, bit. He hands that guy, and obviously the other other. A terrorist basically are taking the rest of the hostages to the roof. That's right. So, the FBI guys, obviously, for Telly Brother, you know, the, him and the black guy. The Johnsons. But, aye. But they were doing the um, the actual people that lived around the Nakatomi Plaza. They were doing their heads in, like flying around aye. the helicopters. Yes. Did you see that bit or not? Aye. And um, they only had like two hours to shoot on a Sunday night or something. Two hours, man. On a Sunday night, and he had to choreograph that. Aye. Um, and the big lights that they were like booming on, and like the the nails were kind of nuts about it. Crazy that, isn't it? Aye. Oh, yeah. Nearly. <laughs> 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 but the funny thing is, though, clever how they did it with the models. Yes. Like the slow mo shot, because you can't tell watching it. That obviously, like later when the C four explodes, that that copper, that chopper, the toy one, coming down as a, as a model. Yeah, well, these are the things I've got to do, man. Film as well. Him. Wait, it just makes us think of the um, the Michelin Man, the Stay Push Marshmallow Man, going through Ghostbusters. Yeah, like that was all model town and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, like it's it's clever how they got round it in the eighties. Like, so the FBI, the shout, the, the sorry, the shooting at McLean. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm on your side and all that. That's right, aye. And um, he's trying to save the hostages. And then I like, you said, what is that? Like, that, that roll thing? So it's, it's, hose. A, it's a fire hose, aye. Oh, and it's a tight round, he's selling that. I thought that. By the way, I thought that was fucking hilarious. He says like, something to be sad, that's what you're going to say. He's fastening the, the hose round himself. Obviously, in anticipation of the fact he's going to jump off the side of the top of the Nakatomi Plaza. Aye, what does he say to himself? And he says, he like goes... Ah, oh, John, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be like, thinking, uh, like, like I want to jump off a side. I'm about to do. Like, what the fuck's going on? I was fucking pissing myself when he said that. It's uh, such a funny line. Like, uh, John, what the fuck are you doing? 
But then he jumps off as a C4 explodes. And obviously, if you rewind back to when he pulled the glass out of his feet, yeah, he's got bandages on his feet. He's then got to like kick the windows out with his feet uh, to get in. But then he shoots, did he? He shoots at the window. He kicked them. Oh, first, he kicks the window like, and then kick he, put, he pushes back. off. He shoots. Shoot the wind down. Then. So he gets in. Aye. But then that thing still falls. Aye, the hose. Aye, the hose starts pulling him down. And he manages to get himself loose from it. Didn't aye, he? he managed to undo it. Aye, which was canny. That's when they obviously the because the the top of the building exploded. The FBI chopper goes, so they're obviously deep. Ah, it's a bit harsh, like, but canny in the, in the way. Ah, it was one of them where it was, was they were annoying. They were being idiots, to... man. They were just. I thought they were being dicks, like trying to snipe Aye. fucking McLean. So I've seen you notice know, they got our guy who's still in his limo, being silly. And I was seeing to Nicky when I was young watching this. I used to love that character. Oh god, he's so funny. He's just on his like, now thirty yard. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, have a look. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? For, for me, right, there's been a massive C4 explosion above you. Two? There's been two massive C4 explosions. There's been a tank taken out by two rockets. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, this effing millennial generation <laughs> don't know what the fuck is going on around them. Oh, you read. It's you and them, mate. I remember with me and you, used to be on the gym floor. And then there's you. I'm gonna wrap it up. The golden era. The golden era. Me and you on the gym floor, and you would you would get like the younger like the younger ones coming in to the gym, and they wouldn't even look up. They'd be on the phone. They wouldn't even look at you, and we'd be like, "Oh, are you alright?" Wouldn't even look. They might even they might like go, little sarcastic smile or whatever. But it was fucking just not about them. Nah. Do you know what I mean all the ones would be? Like, oh, hello, son. You're alright. How are you doing? Blah blah. How's your day been? Oh yeah, I knew always crack on. But the younger generation gave you. A no. The worst is when you see them on metros and stuff and buses, oh. the way they got on. Anyway, we're not going there. Aye, aye. But, um, you read. but obviously, that's when um, Argyle sees the hacker in the ambulance come out the van, which is obviously what we were going to discuss earlier when you first see Gruber. Yeah, there's no ambulance in that van no because the, van. the writers are like, we need to come up with a way of how these are all going to get out of this. Aye. So the. But. The writer got to a point, you know, if the audience, even John McChannon was like saying, if the audience, yeah, the end of Garden had on, there was no ambulance in that van. That, like, he was like, and I hardened at the time. He was yeah. like, he, would, he was like, more or less saying, fuck them. Until, until it was pointed out. Nah, I know. Nah, didn't even So know. I saw, he know. clocks it, Argyle. Aye, and he, he, go, he sees the hacker's about to like drive this ambulance somewhere and he just runs up and just sparks the fucking hacker. Aye, which I believe because the hacker's not a hard person, he's just, he's just soft. He finds an Argyle just nan the crack though. Oh, he hears on this fucking radio man. I he has to come. Oh, the number two plaza has been. Aye, that's right. That. Aye, that's right. That's how he has to knock this particular guy out. Um, and that's when, but that's when it shows you, McLean's got two bullets left in his pistol. McLean's got two bullets left in his pistol after after he knocks that hacker out, and then after he, after he shows you that it. Just gives you a little glimpse of the fact he's got two bullets left. He then goes through. It sees Gruber has his Holly, wife. His wife. Aye. But he's he, he goes in like hands behind his head, didn't he? Remember, hands yeah. behind his head, like like look, I'm not gonna do anything stupid. Like my hands are behind my head. I'm. Like, no, no, he doesn't. At first, at first, he's got his hands on his gun, and he goes, hands. It's funny as fuck, like hands, and like his wife's looking. She goes. She says something like, Jesus, Aye, John. She, she says he's been and then the he has to drop his gun. Ah, yes. And then he's like that. Then he puts, he, cause he, cause because he's a cop, he knows and, how it's And his wife's out. like, oh, 
can't believe he's just dropped his gun. Aye. Like, just shocked that he's dropped his gun. Aye, they had, they had, they had that back and forth, didn't they? And then Gruber's like, he says, like, yippee ki motherfucker. yippee ki motherfucker. And, um, yeah. he, says, he says, like, what did you say earlier? And he goes, yippee ki Motherfucker. motherfucker. Aye, and, and his little limp wrist gun <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and McLean just starts like laughing like he bursts out laughing <laughs> even McGruber's like little mate starts laughing at the side it's like, it's like, it's like the end of Predator you know when Predator laughs oh, <laughs> oh, I, 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 that's, that's I, the impression I, I, you get like he just starts laughing like ha ah, ah, and then ah. he just obviously like he's got a gun strapped on his back it's got like Merry Christmas tape and all uh, that Merry Christmas tape again Christmas film and a Christmas he, jingle comes on I'm sure aye, he, aye, he like rips it off shoots um, the guy with Hans Gruber and then shoots Hans Gruber, and that's where he says that infamous line again, a line from the game, which I love. He goes, "Happy trails." He shoots Gruber. I, I love that. But Gruber grabs his wife as he's falling out. Wait, did he not get stuck on a watch or something? So he grabs his wife and he's falling out, but he's hanging on to her. I saw so like John McLean like gets his wife's wrist and he's like undoing like the latch on it. Aye. And then eventually Gruber falls. Aye. But like that initial like shot of Gruber looking shocked, apparently is the reaction that was. Ah, because they were counting down. He knew he was gonna. He knew he was gonna do like a forty foot drop for the scene. Like in an indoor studio somewhere. Aye, but they were like going like three, and then they just dropped him on the wrong number. They dropped him. Aye. So his reaction was like. His reaction was real. Aye. But I thought that was like a like a, a good scene, because. He had like that watch that he had unfastened to kill Gruber. Was the watch that dickhead got her as well? So it was like a little bit oh, of like, nice. Do you know what I mean? Class. So I thought it was like a little like fuck you to Ellis uh, as well, like Ellis. Uh, aye, do you know what I mean? Love Ellis. Um. From there, obviously, it's over. Basically, all the all the terrorists are dead. Gruber's dead. Um, and then obviously when McLean like he's got like a thing wrapped around him, like Holly's like not like, carrying him out, but. Just supporting them as they walk out. Ah, there's loads of papers flying about from the building. Yeah, and then that's when obviously McLean meets Al, and like that was the romance. I never knew I wanted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Class. <laughs> Do you know what I mean it was? It was like like because see each other and you can see how. Because it was just a voice, wasn't it? Aye. Bit that, like you and me, but it is. Unfortunately, aye. But when I was trying to see it for the first time in a long time, and I would say, but it is like in the, in the, the giving each other like a massive cuddle, and I and. McLean I'll go got yourself a good guy there <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing but that's the scene obviously because McLean like obviously hugs Al or whatever like they're buzzing to see each other and then um, John like turns to Holly to introduce her and she introduces herself as Holly McLean obviously earlier in the film she was going on by Gennaro, by, by yeah. Gennaro. because of everything that's gone on she's like look this guy's obviously a fucking hero uh, I'm, I'm Holly, I'm Holly it's McLean. a nice touch how um or Guile like wants to take them off in the limo. Aye. Ah yeah, class. And they're having like a bit net on in the limo. De- aye, definitely. Like it's like it's like the driver off at the fucking sunset and they're basically. But just quickly before that happens, obviously, the guy, Carl, the ballet dancer who McLean hung earlier, makes a last ditch attempt aye. to kill him because obviously he killed his brother. And Al obviously has to tell me the story about killing a kid mistakenly. Correct, correct. Kind of like Goes be, goes against Redem- his redemption in it. Aye, uh, goes against his pack, not ever showed his gun or whatever. Aye, which I don't get how he was sitting on the beat, but okay. <laughs> on the beat. Do you know what I mean? On the beat. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Um, <laughs> he got wrap it up. 
pulls a gun out, redeems himself, basically, aye, and that's obviously like you say, Argyle pulls up in the in the shoots him in the aye, kills kills the terrorist. Argyle pulls up in the limo, and that's when the reporter says just before they get the someone there. Nah. Okay. Just before they get in the car, the reporter's still there, tries to ask McLean a question, and Holly just fucking sparks him. Class. Love that. Brilliant. Aye, and that's obviously when they get into the limo. car, drive over the distance, listen to. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Aye, the diehards. Aye. Christmas music. Aye, fucking brilliant. Brilliant. So I'd say Die Hard is the best out of the franchise. The original one, the first one, yeah. Um, I would have to rewatch two and three to answer that. My God. Well, not because it's been a long time since I've seen Die Hard. All right, hey. Pain's very, you know, I've done. I can't remember two and three though. I'm just saying, Pooh is very Dalton. Oh. Oh. Billy is at the door. Billy is Pizza at the door. Pizza has arrived. Just as we're about to fucking wrap it up. Really, because I want to come back. I'm not finished. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. So, Die Hard 2 was definitely better than Die Hard 1. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I'd have to. I would generally have to. Um, watch, I'd generally have to watch some. Like, like, like guy you look through, see your morning with flyer. <laughs> <laughs> see the studio setup. It is a studio setup, mate. professional we are. <laughs> um, but I would because it's been that long. As I was saying before, it's been that long since I've watched Die Hard One. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, but Die Hard Two, Die Hard Three, Die Hard with a Vengeance, would be brand new experiences. Do you know what I mean? So I, I would hate to say that Die Hard One is the better one. But I haven't seen Die Hard 4, um, another day of Die Hard, or all the other ones, and all that shit, like with his son, and all that shit. Like, I haven't seen any of them. Do you know what I mean? I've just, I've just watched the original trilogy. I would go as far as to say 3 Die Hard with a Vengeance. Samuel L. Jackson Aye. is possibly better than Die Hard 2, but people might disagree with that. So, so you go Die Hard 1, 3, and then 2. Aye, then the rest after that can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, sorry for the f bombs, funny. But uh, and I would say Hans Gruber is probably one of the best villains ever. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Alan Rickman, mate, though, he's just superb. Yeah, he's absolutely fucking superb in my opinion. I, I would definitely see he's up there. <coughs> aye, <laughs> aye, for sure, for sure. So Die Hard, mate. Yep, yeah, that's at it in the books, mate. Die Hard, nineteen eighty-eight, brilliant film. I would, I would give it, I would give it a nine out of ten. We should have checked that way, like the IMDb, what they give it. Aye, we should have. We'll be back, we'll be back, it's been a while. Aye. Uh, not for less to say, but yippee-ki-yay. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Happy trails. <laughs>